0: welcome to your listener to another geeking on sports cast as always my name is kieran joined today again my good friend alex thank you as always for being here uh let, let's get right into this it's champions league week we've just had the first four games uh halfway through the round of 16. Mm-hmm. um there's been there have been some surprising results there have been some results where i think we uh knew what was going to happen from the get-go mm-hmm. uh but all you know it's been an exciting four games so far and and there'll be in uh, there'll be some very exciting second legs and then there'll also be some very exciting next week games as well
1: yeah no exactly I think um the draw this year for for the round of 16s you know pretty good some decent you know mouth-watering uh matchups but also I think you know for the most part they'll be quite competitive which is kind of a a nice thing. You know, we, we, there are already, there's probably already one um, dr- uh, draw that's already over, um, but otherwise I think, you know, it'll be a good, you know, round of 16 and, and we'll see who goes through.
0: Right. So l- let's start there. Um, Manchester city five sporting zero. Um, and I believe that was that sporting Lisbon. it was.
1: Um,
0: and I mean, before we forget to mention this year, and Alex, thank you for mentioning this to me, I think, last week, mm-hmm. um, there's no away or home goals. Nope. There's no home or away goals. It's, it's well, just no away light. goals. Yeah, in a
1: sense. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, continue. So, so, I mean, that will change the outlook of, you know, what the games will be and, like, the, the amount of stress that players might have. I mean, some teams might want to go to the pens. I assume that's what's going to happen. Other teams might not. Mm -hmm. Um mainly the bigger teams. I can't imagine they'd want to go to pens. No, yeah. 50-50 chance. That's the kind
1: of I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much because it's just kind of you know, we can talk about it in another pod, but I think there might what I'd think is they should probably get away from pens as much as possible because now they're much more likely to occur. So I don't know what that is, but maybe just play a longer extra time or something like that. Um, because it is way more likely that. There, um, well, and we'll see. Maybe, maybe the data doesn't suggest that, but you know, it, it it should increase pens, um, in in regard to the round of sixteen quarters and semis, which are two legged draws.
0: Yeah, could also be interesting if there was a third match in a uh, neutral zone. Although that I don't actually, know how that, that would... I
1: feel like the
0: uh, that would just be a team, the crowd. clubs
1: the the champ, yeah. The clubs would love it because they just want more matches to play, but I don't think the players are all imagine no. because think about it. Right now you'd play you'd play 10 games. It's possible you could play 10 games just to make it from the round of 16 to the final.
0: Oh yeah, no, it, it's absurd for the players. Um that's they, a quarter all, if your players are playing in, you know, for international breaks, uh, cup games. Um, you know championships you know european championships uh like champions league sorry not yeah. not, the, not the euros um but you're, you're playing like more than 60 games yeah that's no. a lot. you're playing like 70 and then that's
1: not including oh i guess you said euros but yeah that's like including national team and yeah you know, but yeah
0: it's it's ridiculous your body needs time to rest and i think these people uh the programmers that want to see more tournaments and more games aren't really taking that into account i mean especially the you know fifa world cup let's not dive into too much but fifa world cup uh with you know wenger saying let's have it every two years i mean come on
1: no it It also takes it's like the same with the olympics i mean it's a bit different but because they are every two years but they're different olympics but at the same time if you have something every year it's not or every two years, it's not as meaningful as, as everything else. And how does that affect euros? And then just, you know, like I think you could maybe do that, but then you'd get rid of euros. You couldn't do all, all of it. Yeah. Cause it'd just be too much football for, for the, the top nations and their clubs and everything. So it doesn't make any sense to me. And they've already expanded the, the world cup to 48 going into t- um, 40 20, 20. teams compared to 32 normally. Yeah. Um, in, in the, the World Cup, they'll be here in Canada and, and USA and Mexico. So um, I definitely agree. Uh, but I, I kind of like the third-leg idea. But <laughs> it, for me, it'd be maybe just more have longer extra time kind of thing or like golden goal, something like that maybe. Um, <laughs> but that it is problematic, but yeah.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, and then also playing extra time. I mean, that also can lead yeah. to more injuries as players are more tired and then they might, you know, pull it, a hamstring or something. Yeah. Um, anyways, getting back to the men's city sporting game, I mean, men's city controlled the game from the get go. I think they scored four goals in the first Half, like, 25 minutes, I think. or 25. I'll, I'll
1: check, but continue. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, I, I wasn't paying too much attention. I, I mean, I, I was watching more of the PSG and real Madrid game on campus with some of my classmates. And um. I mean, every time we, we had looked at our we looked at our phone, and it was like, oh, there's another goal for Man City. And It's like,
1: just so the listeners know that it was four goals in the first half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so. But, but but still, like it's yeah. Like, yeah. Game's over, and yeah. the
0: second leg is over. I don't think Sporting's gonna yeah. get much of a comeback. Maybe they'll score a goal, but you know, Man City Man City's gonna score at least three at home. So, um, you know, Man City's a machine uh well-oiled machine that they just work really well and um i mean when you have that much money and then a b squad that can play as well as the a squad uh it's hard to beat that
1: yeah yeah no i I don't think i think this is at least out of, out of the matchups that have already happened i think the least amount you can touch on because they've made it to the next round and uh I mean, we'll talk about them a bit later um, when we, we preview a little bit about who's going to win the Champions League. But I think this leg like, is is done and dusted, and uh, I don't think we need to even preview the next one. But
0: uh. No. <laughs> all righty, PSG, Real Madrid, they played yesterday afternoon or evening in Europe and morning in all other parts of the world. We don't need to get into that. Uh, PSG came off with a late goal by Mbappé. Um, I mean, for the entire game, PSG controlled the ball, controlled the possession, controlled the opportunities. Uh, Real Madrid sat back, and yeah. I was a little surprised. They didn't really counter too often, mm-hmm. although you, that was their game plan, that they were going to yeah. counter on the break. Um, but they just played defensive football, and, and for the most part, it worked. But yeah. the last minute, was a defensive error by uh, Militao.
1: And it was a great uh, play by Mbappe. Mbappe. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Not taking anything away from him, but Militao should have done better there. And
1: yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Like with Militao, like you'll never have to worry about it again after you know the return, like because he'll be a teammate in in four months from now. So, um
0: right, right.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, just, to, just, just the so the listeners know, like the difference and and just how much pressure PSG had compared to Madrid. Like, I mean, this is just counting stats, but you know. Uh, psg had 21 uh 21 shots eight on target and madrid had three shots and none on target so like if that isn't just an explanation of the the difference in the pressure and, and the chances i i don't think anything else is so
0: uh, i must say Marco Verratti, he, he played a, a exquisite game he was you know fine form i think his passing rate was like 93 percent it's really mm-hmm. good wow. he had uh, i think Three or four one tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, he had three or four completed dribbles around certain players. I mean, he he just stole the show. Yeah, he was really good.
1: He's he's a really like, I don't know, how old is he? Do you know, okay? I
0: think he's uh, like in his late 20s, late 20s or 30. He's
1: um, so yeah, but no, he's a really good player. Like, you know, I, I've watched PSG a lot over the past couple of years, but. That midfield of Italy with Jorginho and him where it's just, you know, how do you it's get the yeah. Yeah. like how do you get the ball off them and then they'll especially with ferrari they're just gonna get the ball back very quickly, right? So um he's like a really underrated player and kind of exactly what that team needs too, because they literally have three guys. I mean, I don't think Neymar didn't play, but well, he uh,
0: came on later in the second half. Did he for Unhel di Maria?
1: Okay, but Um, either way, they have two guys like with Messi and and Mbappe that are sieves defensively, right? And even Di Maria does a little bit of a shift, but he's not kind of going to do that much. So the problem is you're basically on defense. You're playing 7v10, right? And
0: There are balance issues to the squad.
1: And he's really good at kind of helping that midfield be a little, you know, be able to contain the pressure that, that comes with it.
0: I would say outside of Verratti I I do feel like the midfielders in this PSG side are not like they're good but they're not world class. No. Um I mean Idrissa Gay is is good, Paredes is good. I, I I hate him personally. Uh, but he's he's good. Pereira's good. I um, think Wynaldum Wynaldum's was- good but he didn't play. Yeah. I mean, they have good players. It's just they're not they're not the extra, you know, midfield players that you'll see at uh Manchester City, Liverpool, Bayern Munich, um Chelsea and perhaps. And,
1: and that's the kind of interesting thing is that just the way they've brought people in, it's all been like goal scores. And I think in a weird way for me, it's like not as big a a soccer fanatic and tactic tactician as, as you are in the sense of following it as much, but I think you really realize how like the team needs to be balanced. Right. And I think the reason why this PSG team struggled, you know, they didn't win the league league iron last year and this year haven't looked great, although they've been better in league play is just, they're not balanced. Right. And I mean, as you said, I think Varati's a really good player, but other than that, they don't really have like a De Bruyne or, you know, anyone of that kind of ilk, um, they also
0: the... don't have a defensive linchpin like a Casemiro no. or a Rodri or a no. Fabinho or a you know Kimmich or whatever
1: or a McTominay.
0: Yeah, not this conversation.
1: Anyways, no, no, I was just kidding. Mm. I mean, it's the same thing United face, but uh, but we don't have Mbappe. Mm. Or,
0: or, yeah. And I mean, speaking about Madrid, I, <clears throat> I mean, the midfield were pretty much in the pockets of, uh, you know, PSG and mm-hmm. um, they, they couldn't do much. There wasn't a lot of space to move out. And I mean, I think that's also due to the game plan and that they wanted to stay back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in Madrid. Um, I don't know if the Bernabeu is, is is completed for... They were doing renovations. I don't know if they completed that or not. I think but, uh,
1: they're back, but I'm not. Yeah. I'll, I'll double uh, check quickly. But
0: yeah. I mean... It'll be interesting to see how they play against PSG uh, at home. I mean, they need to come out on the front foot. There's no home or away goals, but they need to get at least a positive. They need to score at least. They need to win. Yeah. I mean, if they don't win here, then they're out of the Champions League. Like, there's, I mean, they they need a push. And they didn't do it in the first game, but they need to do it in the second game. I think Casemiro has two yellows in a row, so he's not going to be there. Wow. Um, And that's going to be a big hole for them.
1: Um, uh, It is at the Bernabeu. They've been playing games there. Um, But uh, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think I will say just for PSG, like with Ancelotti, who I don't know if I have a little bit of breaking news. Shout out to the Northern Football podcast, but it does sound there is some rumblings. Ancelotti might retire and come to become the Canadian national coach, which is kind of an interesting thing. But that's besides the point I'll talk Why? About. he's uh he lives in Vancouver apparently his base is in Vancouver. Carlo Ancelotti? Yeah, I'm not kidding. I like googled it too. Yeah. His Anyways, what? This is like some rumors on like uh, a podcast but apparently they're, you know, maybe after 2026 so.
0: Wait, what? what does he have in Vancouver?
1: Like he lives there. Why? With his, with his wife yeah, uh, well, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful city, Karen.
0: Yeah, 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 But he's Italian. <clears throat> like, there's amazing cities in Italy.
1: Yeah, but are
0: warm. Yeah, you know, they're he realized.
1: You know, it's it's better to be in Vancouver, anyways. Uh, besides the point. That would be
0: interesting. That would be interesting. Uh, I just
1: heard that, and I my ears. I was gonna tell you, but I wanted to save it for in person. But anyways, Good what I would home. say just to get back to the the kind of tactics and and just to preface. I'm not a reporter. And I heard this from a reporter who was basically saying, don't quote me on this. So I, I wouldn't say it as like any bit of like a close deal, but that's something to look out for. Anyways, okay. but for Madrid, I think, to be fair, the, what Mbappe scored an extra time, right? So they were the whole game playing defensively. So, um, and just got burnt at the end. So we'll see how they shape up because they definitely can't. So it's I, I'd say if anyone is thinking, well, they're just going to get dominated again. Well, I don't know, because they set up to kind of lose possession and go on the counter, and they obviously can't then. So I think it might be a bit much like more even matchup in, in the next leg.
0: So who do you think is going to come out on top then?
1: I'll give it to PSG just because um, I just think Mbappe is probably just going to get one goal. I just don't see Madrid's um, you know, winning like, two PSG. goals. Yeah, and I mean, it could go to pens and then who knows, but I I like PSG, even though away goals, especially with away goals not mattering, it doesn't really affect this uh, scoreline, but I'll say PSG.
0: I'm on the same train as that. Uh, I I mean, but, you know, with Karim Benzema, he's an astounding player, and Vinicius Jr. has been really good this season. If they do get an opportunity to score, they can take it.
1: Yeah, no, for Um, sure.
0: But I, I do think PSG will play the stronger game going back to the All righty, let's turn our attention towards. Do you want to start off with Liverpool and Inter Milan, or do you want to go to uh,
1: uh, and Salzburg? Uh, I can I can do Liverpool. Um, as in I watched a little bit of the game. Uh, I watched the second half, so um they they were pretty. You know the the post game broadcast I think um one of the the I forget the correspondence or the analyst said like that's a champions like kind of winning game in the sense that they played actually they were outplayed for the most at least the majority of the second half but they got two late goals I think in the 75th a nice header by Firmino off a the yeah, quarter, and then, then Salah got a nice goal or of not a, like the most uh, goal yeah there it,
0: was a lot of uh interference in front of the goalie yeah He, um, he got deflected but it. it was a
1: nice little build up and um you know they they really were dominated and the possession wasn't necessarily the case they had a 50 i think 54% but still in that second half there was a bunch of really good chances um inter milan missed a lot of like high end um, opportunities one on In the
0: first half, in the first 10 minutes, they hit the crossbar.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it was, uh, not Perisic.
0: I think it might have been Chetko. I can't remember. Oh, no, no, it was Cal- Chalunoglu. Chalunoglu yeah. hit the uh, crossbar. So if that, if that went in, that went crossbar and down. If that went crossbar down and out. So if that went in, if that was, you know, one inch closer to the inside of that crossbar, it could have been a completely different game.
1: No, for sure. No, no. no. I, I think I think Liverpool was really lucky to 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 one win, but also two nil. Um, obviously, away goals don't matter, but now, but uh, that wasn't indicative of the play. And I think Inter Milan's going to be kicking themselves because I don't really see them winning two, getting two, winning the game by two goals on the road at Anfield with this with this side.
0: Right. That was a a home game, wasted opportunity at the San Siro. Uh, I think it sounds siro metropolitan. Um, yeah. They had a great opportunity to take it, but couldn't. And I think one thing that we have to, you know, look at: Inter Milan had zero shots on target. Liverpool had
1: two. Yeah, yeah.
0: So really, it's it's fine margins. Liverpool yep. got the two and shots I, on I, target, and it it went in. It just and
1: that's and that's the class, right? Like for me, no, obviously he's not like a. The most gifted goal scorer, but you know, he's done it all, been in big games, right? Um, scored big goals too. And then obviously, Salah is probably the best player in the world right now. He's 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 really up there. You know, you can put other names, but um, really in form. Um, as you could tell, Egypt actually made it to the finals of AFCON. You know, um, not the the greatest squad. Um, just kidding for Hadam. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I think, you know, I think now the tie's over, I don't know about you, but I don't think interest is going to come back and good for Liverpool, you know, you get it done and dusted. You can, I don't think they can take it lightly going back home, but you have to feel very confident and, and you can rotate a bit too. just, um, are still, uh, within slight distance of the Premier league, but still unlikely, but, um, mm. I think it's a, a really good result for Liverpool and, and a really, um, shows their character um which uh, united really lack
0: their class yeah i, I would i would also you know I, I agree with that and of liverpool at home at anfield you, you'll never walk alone it's it's a different beast um there aren't too many fields that are like that and that atmosphere and that mm. you know the response and how dominant they play um mm-hmm. You know, Liverpool was going after a record of like consecutive victories or not losing a single game at home, and they got a long way. I think it was like up to seventy or eighty games or something like that. Uh, so, that was in
1: the Premier League, I believe. Uh,
0: but, yeah. but point it's being, still they're, they're still yeah. dominant at home. Yeah. No. No. Um, no. And I mean, the, uh, to my knowledge, they don't have any big injuries. You know, Mm -hmm. Van Dyke is playing, Allison's playing, Robertson, Trent Alexander, Arnold, Fabinho, Henderson, Mane, Jota, Salah, uh, Tiago. You know, Harvey Elliott's playing. He's back from his injury. I think he came back about a month ago. Yeah. Um, You know, these are phenomenal players. I mean, Keita, Firmino, Gomez is on the bench, Chamberlain's on the bench. Like, there's no, there's just pure class there. Mm -hmm. And, is going to be a tall order for Inter Milan to a score two goals just to score two goals to tie mm-hmm. it but to come out on top of Anfield is going to be challenging and i mean even though they outperformed them at some points during the game it's I, it's hard to see it's hard to see Inter Milan come out on top yeah.
1: Um, and they had and I just to, I think maybe just to end off this is they had a chance to really go to Anfield with a chance to win the tie, I think, in this game. Like they had chances to win. They could have easily got one won the game two nil, maybe one nil, but they probably should have been at least in an opportunity to go there and actually have a, a decent chance. And now it's it's pretty slim. So Unlucky for Inter Milan, but I mean, we know who the better team is, quality-wise. So I don't think it's completely unjust.
0: All right, turning our attention towards the Red Bull Arena in Salzburg. Um, this was a, I don't know, bittersweet game for both teams, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I Leipzig, uh, Leipzig Salzburg. I mean, same same family of of organization, but yeah. Salzburg definitely. I mean, quality chances, they were definitely on top. They Mm -hmm. had a bunch of really potent, not potent, but really strong counterattacks. And it it kind of messed up Byron's core. And before the game even started, I I looked at the lineups and it's been the same for the last couple of months with Byron. I don't like playing three wingers at once. I don't like playing three at the back with this team with zero Mm wingbacks because Serge Gnabry and Kingsley Coman are not wingbacks. They're wingers. Yeah, Um, It's not going to work well, Uh, at least the defensive side of it. And even on the offensive side, they weren't able to kind of break down the um, defensive line of Salzburg. And, okay, yes, possession is 72 to 28 in favor of Bayern, but – most of the possession is on the periphery of the box. They're not yeah. getting good goal scoring, goal scoring opportunities.
1: Do you, do you think because like their best player has been missing for for two months? Um, I'm just Manuel Neuer.
0: Yeah, I, I think no, Manuel Neuer. Emmanuel Neuer Moore, I know what you're getting. In all to.
1: seriousness, though, that actually does make sense in terms of your kind of wingers to like wing backs ratio, kind of and a little bit of unbalance. I think that is the big Davies thing. Like, it's not all of it, but right like he can play that wing back position essentially um and and then you don't need to play guys in wing back roles that aren't really wing backs
0: but they have Omar Richards and Bunasar. Omar Richards can play left wing back he's not as good quality wise yeah uh, and Bunasar can play right wing back um
1: that's but yeah no but, but is that the same quality that. and i think you know i heard reports that Nagelsmann's upset that they haven't been able to to be big buyers i think they are missing a lack of quality on their bench they
0: uh, they are no doubt about it this team if and i and I, I spoke about this in length last year uh under you know hansi flick's second season at Bayern. you know the additions that they made with mark roca and bunasar and eric maxim chupomoting like they're they're solid squad players but they're not high-end players that are gonna, you know, push you over the edge. It's not like you're getting Paris, Coutinho, uh, you know, amongst other players that they brought in during that, you know, cha- uh, Champions League titles-winning season. It's different, yeah. And it's, I mean, you can't expect them to do the same thing. uh, uh I, it's, it's tough, right? Like. This team is not the same. And, and even with players that they brought in to have quality, like Marcel Sabitzer, he, he hasn't been playing that often. You can't expect him to be, you know, 100% mm. if he's rarely coming out and mm. rarely playing. Um, but, yes, the the recruitment has been poor. And I it's going to be even worse at the end of the season because, well, Nicolas Sula has already signed a five-year contract with Borussia Dortmund on a free transfer.
1: Interesting. I don't know why he wanted to leave. Do you, do you well, know?
0: I I think it's a different opportunity. And then when you've when you've won everything, it was one club. I, I can see players... I guess but he's
1: not on the back end. Like, I'd rather play... I mean, I'm not... He's
0: you know. unhappy with his game time. He hasn't been playing... And I guess if he goes to Dortmund,
1: he plays every game. Yeah, yeah,
0: and and speaking of players that aren't there anymore, I mean Thiago Thiago Alcantara isn't there anymore, David yeah. Alaba isn't there anymore, Martinez isn't there anymore, and Boateng isn't there anymore. That's a that's a core that's no longer there, and they have Alaba? not addressed that. Did
1: you say yeah, Alaba?
0: I mentioned Alaba. Uh, sorry, um, but that, that's a core of players that have not been like they've left, and yeah. it's not been addressed. And there are rumors that Pavar and um, Toliso also want to leave. If those two players leave, I mean, that's not even that's not just a hole in the back end. That's a big hole in the midfield. Because if either Kimmich or Goretzka get injured, I mean, mm-hmm. who are you bringing up?
1: Yeah, it's- no, I, I completely agree. I mean, like you know, in all seriousness, is there anyone? I mean, you follow this to a T. You know, you even won uh, a a signed Davies jersey that you're that big a Bundesliga star, <laughs> but uh, or or insider, but. Um, we'll call you our uh, German uh, football insider, but uh, for the pod, but in all seriousness, is there anyone that they've been linked to? I know they they typically like those free transfers. Is that something that's going to happen with a, a specific player that you'd think or, or is anything, because, you know, I think that's a problem with this club is why aren't they spend, I'm, I'm not saying they have to spend, and I don't think they have the money of like a city or, or someone or PSG, but they well, should they're
0: publicly owned, so they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um honestly, I have I've heard nothing on yeah. the transfer market uh or transfer rumors linking anyone to Bayern yeah. other than perhaps uh, some younger youth players that might come to Bayern. Yeah. Um no, it it, it is troubling. And I mean I, I don't want to take I don't want to spend too much too much time on Bayern because we also need to cover a bit of Salzburg. Um But the recruitment under Salihovic, I can't. I have a hard time pronouncing his name. I I do apologize. Um, It's been good, and then it's been poor recently, really poor. Um, But we'll we'll see. And and with players like you know Antonio Rudiger that are on free contracts, um, unless Chelsea signs them soon, you know, it's he's a prime candidate to join Bayern, which would be really good. But um, is that even? I, d- I don't know midfield yeah. I, I really don't know.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, uh,
0: speak, ex- speaking a bit about uh, Salzburg, unfortunate that they had the early injury um, to Okafor, really good young player, uh, but they brought in their goal scorer or the eventual goal scorer for Salzburg, Adamu, twenty-one uh, year old or uh, sorry, Okafor is a twenty-one year old for Swiss, I think it's Swiss international, hmm. um, but. This is a really young, exciting team, and, and that's something that Salzburg tries to emulate every you know year in year out. They like to go young, they like to go up and coming talents that they can then sell for a, a nice profit. Or just um, give it and, to
1: Leipzig. Well, that too. <laughs> that too. Um, no, no, I know you.
0: And their coach is young. Their coach is a year younger than Nagelsmann. Yeah. Uh, you know, thirty-three years old. So um they have a good philosophy they have a good philosophy of transition and liking to control their tempo on the counter attack and it works well
1: yeah and like it's crazy like um kind of reminds me of of canada like in the the world cup qualifying where they they didn't have possession but you didn't feel like they weren't in control of the game right or had like a good footing in the game right and like i think I don't know if you'd agree but 1-1 to 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 Bayern is probably a bit flattering the scoreline um and it's 1-1 is definitely not like lucky for Salzburg like they deserve that result at the very least right and they only had 28% possession so which is kind of interesting because I think a lot of with like tiki taka and pep and all that you know people really like to have the ball all the time and I think it's kind of cool that you see teams really doing well Against good opposition by by not always needing the ball as well. I think it's kind of interesting right. and tactically um, still innovate or still interesting because um, so many people feel like the analytics of football say that you need to have possession, but it might not always be the case.
0: It's being able to utilize the t- opportunities that are given to you. Yeah, and they have to be good opportunities. Yeah, like like Chelsea this season. They have the ball most of the time. But they're controlling the ball on the periphery of the box, yeah. meaning they rarely get good goal-scoring opportunities.
1: Chances, yeah.
0: Um, speaking a bit about, I mean, it was I. I definitely feel bad for Salzburg. They deserve the game, um, but I think this could be a wake-up call for Bayern. You know, they they lost four-two at Bochum, mm-hmm. um, and Bochum's not a good team by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but Kingsley Coleman's the hero and they could not give a single ball to Lewandowski. He was rendered mm-hmm. useless, like neutral. He, he had absolutely no impact this game no service. Yeah, nothing. Um, <laughs> so I'll be interested to see what, what does happen. I, I think if, if Davies is healthy by the second leg, if Neuer's back from his you know surgery, which I do hope that he's he'll start training in the next month. I, I do hope that'll be the case. Um. But I mean, if those two players come back, this can be an entirely different squad. As well as Goretzka, Goretzka hasn't played; yeah. been and injured he's, for the last. He's couple again
1: months. midfield, right? Like that's, yeah. you know, he should be starting most games for for this team.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. I, I do think um, if if uh, Salzburg played their opportunities, I think they can win it at uh, Bayern. Yeah. Um, this Bayern team is not great. There, there are holes, there are flaws, Mm -hmm. Um, just a couple of injuries and you can see it. Uh, So,
1: yeah, I, I, I still like Bayern at home. I I think just it's a champions league. I I, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. I think it's, if anything, it's a testament to how good um, Salzburg looked um, and, and are that I think it's kind of, it's not out of the question to think they could sneak it out. Um, but at the same time, you kinda of trust, you know, Bayern just won the Champions League two years ago. The teams, you know, there's it's not exactly the same, but the core of it is still there, right? Part um, of the core, yeah. Yeah. So it's not like a completely new team. So I, I think I like Bayern a lot to, to win it. Um, just going home and um, but but I think it's definitely on the cards. And I I like that with No Away goals that come on goal doesn't really screw it for for Salzburg as it might have before.
0: And last minute, Salzburg had an open net,
1: and yeah. Pavard's last-ditch
0: tackle managed to save the open net. Yeah, So it, it very easily could have been Salzburg.
1: Yeah, no, exactly.
0: So you, you have uh, Bayern going on through the yeah. second round? Or two, yeah. on, sorry, words. You have them going to the next round?
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: Already, I have Salzburg. I have okay. a 2-1 okay, victory. Okay, wow. Wow. Um, I'm not convinced by Bayern at all. I think Salisbury were very unlucky mm-hmm. uh, with their really good opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All righty, let, let's move on to the next week's action. We have Chelsea, Lille, Villarreal, Juventus, Atletico Madrid, Man United, Benfica, Ajax. Now, I want to start with Benfica, Ajax. Okay. I think this is going to be a really, really interesting game. Both teams, although I think IX is slightly better on paper, both teams are pretty even in mm-hmm. terms of squ- uh, quality and and you know quality and the depth of the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this. I think this is going to be a you know back and forth kind of game. The kind of games that you really want to watch because ultimately, you know, some of the bigger matchups with you know your I don't know the, the PSG Madrid, I didn't find that overly exciting. You know, one team controlled possession and it yes. was just, you know, defensive football and, and you couldn't really break it down. So I, I, it wasn't very attractive football, but I think Ajax and Benfica will bring that to us an attractive style of football.
1: No, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I truthfully, I'm not going to say I know these teams that well, but Ajax went six and zero in the the group stage and um are number are leading their uh the Air Divisi. And I mean, they've been really good the past couple of years. They made the Champions League semis a couple of years ago. Um and easily could have made the final. So they they, you know, not you all have. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that team's gone too, but a lot of the team is still there. So um and then obviously Benfica, they haven't been as good in in, in Portugal and domestically, but they, they're still not doing that poorly and it'll be interesting to see. Like, I think overall, most likely the winner of this is probably the worst team going into the quarters. Like this is like the really open, uh, leg or, 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 draw that, um, you know, you really, I think both teams will look at it as this is a huge opening to make the quarters. And the closer you get to to the final, the more chances you have to, to win it all. So I think, and be a, like a kind of Cinderella. So for, for these teams, I think they're going to definitely attack. it as you mentioned, and they won't sit back because they know it's such a big opportunity for them to, to make the the quarterfinals.
0: I think I, uh, yeah, it, it, it is their opportunity to shine. Mm-hmm. They have like both teams need to go out 100% because well, I think for both teams, it's their ideal matchup. Yeah. Or maybe they would have liked to play sporting Lisbon, but, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like they're they're evenly matched on paper, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. No, exactly. uh, sorry, no, no, nothing. All right, Juventus Villarreal. Now this is an interesting matchup because cup games never count out Villarreal. Yep, as you know from Sadly, the yeah. Europa League finals.
1: Yep, yep oh yeah no I can speak to it a little bit yeah no I think um Villarreal obviously won Europa last year um we're definitely by far the better squad in that final um but uh no I I think they haven't been doing that well domestically this year but then again that they're in the Champions League so that obviously could hurt them and um uh, uh Emery is the coach and he's you know Really done a lot, done very well in club competitions. Albeit that's more Europa League, but um I think just this team, you know, they won uh, Europa last year. They know how to, you know, they're a decent team. And I mean, I still think Juventus should win this tie. Um, and they've been actually playing a bit better of late. Um, I think they they've won three out of their last five, and domestically they got. Uh, is it Vlahovic? I don't know how yeah, I believe,
0: Blachowicz, is his name. Um, he's
1: who's been who is gonna out- be
0: one of the next generational goal scorers,
1: yeah, who's been outstanding at Fi- Fiorentina, and so like I just I think this team with fly Vla- I can't say his name, Dusan. Uh, I can say that better, but uh he's I think just Juventus is kind of r- rounding the form, and now they have a goal score they can really rely on since Ronaldo left, and um Delict has been better so. Um, it'll be interesting but I, I do think Juventus should win
0: i'm i'm in agreement i mean when you when you're seeing players like dusan lahovic um i mean he's up and coming but a really strong player and that that can get the job done and then you look at the core and the backbone of this team i mean sandro uh, bonucci uh, chiellini um you, you know uh, Juan Cuadrado has been really has been playing yeah. really well in the back. Um, you know Wojciech uh, Czesny is really strong goalkeeper. Then in midfield with Arthur uh, Arthur is uh, good. Dennis Zakaria, they just bought him from Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, Matthias Delict on the back end. You know yeah. they have strong players. And then obviously up front, although Chiesa is injured, I think he tore his ACL. Um, oh shoot! Uh, yeah, that, that's not great. But they still have players like you know, Murata can come and do well. Paulo Dybala still exists. Um, <laughs> you know, they they have a good team. They on paper they should be doing well. Um, so, I think it's 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 for them to take it. And if they don't, then that's that's just because they were not able to utilize their opportunities.
1: No, I completely agree, but I, I do think Villarreal kind of knows how to play, so I think I don't think it'll be a cakewalk. But uh, in the end, I think Juventus will win. Yeah,
0: uh, I think it'll be a, a close game, like a a two one two nothing kind of game.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Alrighty, uh Chelsea. Lil. Um, now this is interesting because Lille has not been playing well domestically, but Chelsea can't score. So mm. what are we gonna see here? Uh,
1: I obviously I, I do think Chelsea will win. They're just a much better squad. And Lille not playing as well. I think if this was the Lille team last year that, that won the League Iron, like I think it'd be a bit, you know, closer of a tie. Um and and honestly, in a weird way, I think away goals not being a thing probably actually hurts them a bit just because um they're probably not gonna outscore. <laughs> Chelsea but they could out draw like tie one one and then come home and just have like you know park the bus and and see what happens but I mean I, I guess the one thing I would say is this the Lille team is is good at on the counter and they won't have the ball that much and I think Jonathan David you know this will be a big obviously we're biased but I think this will be a big kind of statement to see how well he does against you know a really good team and he won't have the service he will probably have um next year when he goes to a bigger club but at the same time this will be a really big um kind of moment for him and I think for Chelsea they they got quite lucky in the draw this would be you know one of the most I mean they did it twice and they got the same team twice um hmm. so uh but at the same time I think they should win handily but um Lille just played PSG and got really like just like run off the park and so I I think because that was so recently and I just don't really like their chances, but um, they have Botman and a couple other guys that are good defensive players. So, um, and that team last year when they won the league was really good defensively, and this year's been a bit off the pace a little bit. But um, yeah, it's just they they struggle to score goals as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: Yeah, and uh, well, talking about Jonathan David, he, he hasn't been as uh prolific recently no, uh, as the start of the season.
1: Yeah, he hasn't um, scored in his last five for, for club.
0: Yeah. So that, that's not good for them. But um yeah, Chelsea on paper is a much stronger team. Um I, I do think even though they're not able to score that often, um, I think they'll be able to out defend and out work in the midfield to kind of negate any strong opportunities mm-hmm. that will that might come from it. Yeah. Uh um, I don't, Look, I it'll think be interesting to see, but I, I just hope that we don't see uh Chelsea crossing uh, you know a million times and you know not getting anyone on the end of the cross and yeah. then see Lille just defend for 90 minutes. I, I don't really want to see that. I want to see more expansive and not necessarily end to end, but both teams having opportunities with the ball.
1: No, I I, I definitely agree and um, I think for Lille that it'd be better served if they play a very defensive style, which I'm sure they'll try to do. And um, I, b- I believe the first games at Lille in might uh, I'll double check, but I think um, if they can have a good home performance to start the tie um, and just put some pressure on Chelsea, going back to Stanford bridge, I think that's the kind of the way they, you know, and they have the quality at the top of the park to, 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 to sneak a goal here and there. It's just, how well can they defend and, and stay in formation and all that. Actually the first tie is in at Chelsea, um, which is Good. interesting. Um, so, yeah.
0: So we'll see what happens there. Um, I am going to go for Chelsea winning this. Um, it's hard. It's hard to see the other you know, possible result, um, especially since Chelsea can play well defensively.
1: Yeah. I I think I like, I like Chelsea, but I do think Lille will pose him a couple of threats and I, I really hope David can play well and, and just up his value that he can go to a bigger club. So that's more what I have to, to watch for as a, a selfish uh, Canadian men's national team fan.
0: <laughs> All And the last matchup, um, United, uh, <laughs> Manchester United, Atletico Madrid, um, Atletico Madrid, known for their defensive style of footy, and Man United, known for being severely inconsistent right now. Um, you're you're nodding your head, or you're giving the roll of the eyes, and everything. oh, they've just been so um, bad.
1: Like they haven't played a a good match, I think, all year really. Um, just been so poor and and so you know so tactically inept. I mean, I'm not even. You know, Ragnik was supposed to be this, you know, presser, and we can't even press. to save Well, there's
0: been a lot of people in the locker room kind of shit-talking yeah, Ragnik. And to me, I mean, he just came in, what, two months ago? Yep. And you're already giving up. That, to me, speaks of a locker room that has bad people in it, yep. not a lot of uh, leadership, and people with a lot of egos. Yeah. And especially with the you know Greenwood incident, I can't imagine that's helping anything.
1: Well, no, I mean, but I don't want to talk about that. No, um, we, do, we but don't need not to. That we but... don't, not that it's not important to talk about it, just to preface. But uh, yeah, this this team is a mess. The weird thing is Atletico has been kind of a mess this year. They haven't been doing well um, domestically and and kind of snuck into the, the, the Champions League quarter. So it's kind of two teams that haven't been playing well. Um and who kind of gets the better of each other. I, I don't I for me it's a toss-up. Um obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna hope United win, but I, I don't think I don't think even if you said you thought Athletico would win, um, like convincingly, you'd you'd be wrong. I just think it's kind of two teams that weirdly um kind of have the same problem like scoring goals, but have the talent at the top of the park at the same time. So um, but Simeone's, you know, he's got that team to what two or three two Champions League finals. So um definitely uh has like that team has the pedigree to to go far while United really have like two, three players that have actually gone far in the Champions League.
0: Right. So it, it's gonna be can can uh Atletico Madrid stick to their game plan of defensive football, which they're that's all they play under Simeone. I, I don't. I don't recall ever watching a match that was anything but that. No. Um, so have fun watching that. Um, yep. Especially with your team that is not really able to pass and progress the ball well. Oh, we're great. Um, at
1: that. Mm. So, go ahead. No, no, I, no. We suck. We, we, we really suck. Like I, I, yeah. We need him, anyways. There's so much this team needs. I will say at the top of the park, I'm not as worried. Um, Sancho's actually been playing much better. He's probably been the man of the match like most of like the past five, six games. You could have given it to him like like at least half like three, four times. Um, Ronaldo's, is Ronaldo. Um, but he has he hasn't been he didn't play well. He scored
0: his first goal last game.
1: Yeah, but of the year two like for Ronaldo easy, like should should score on those so um yeah it'll, it'll be interesting to see um what happens I I think I think it's really a toss-up and I don't like either of these teams chances to really go much farther than than this round unless they get a beneficial draw which would probably be Ajax or Benfica
0: well it is hard it is hard um all right we, we we've we've set our our Thoughts on who we think will progress, but real question is, who's going to win the Champions League this season?
1: Lille. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, in in reality, I think the the three England teams um, United, United, and United. No, uh, Liverpool, Chelsea, and City. I think are probably my favorites, um, and probably in that order, actually. Um, And then I think Bayern is to an extent, but that's also um, incumbent upon Neuer and Davies coming back into the fold and Goretzka and them being healthy. Um, I think, you know, if they can squeak by this next round, depending on the draw, I think I really like them against everyone except maybe those England teams, especially Liverpool and City. Um, And then I think the tier below is probably a PSG Madrid, the winner of that. Um, and then everyone else, maybe even Juventus maybe, but I still think they're, they're not really at that stage yet. Um, they really have struggled the past couple of years and are just getting, um, back on, on their feet. So overall, I probably going to go with Liverpool. I just think they've won it. They look, they've been playing well and until city wins it, I don't really believe it. Um, Especially when it's in one game and Pep can bottle it in the final like he did last year, so uh, mm. it'll be interesting to see what. Thomas
0: Tuchel masterclass. What are you talking about?
1: Oh, okay, okay, um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Liverpool. Okay, that
0: I I'm on the same page as you, um, for the most part. I think it's I think truthfully, there's only two teams that will win it this season or possibly win it this season. I think it's Man City and Liverpool. Um, I mean, I think Liverpool could have won it last season or yeah. the, the season where they had a bunch of injuries, they could no, have won five, it that season no, five, if they five. weren't that okay last season. So if they didn't have all those injuries. Um, it's it's tough. It's tough. Um, you, you mentioned Chelsea. I until Chelsea can figure out their offense, I I don't think they're gonna win. Can I oh, like once.
1: can I ask you something? Would you? Yeah. This is like kind of getting off a little bit, but would you want Jonathan David to go there? This is like my bias. I I, I will talk about Jonathan David for hours, but I'm just curious if that makes sense. I know you just got Lukaku, but no,
0: for several reasons. One, okay. one think about it this way: when is he going to play? You have he, Lukaku, Havertz, Werner sick, Hudson, Adoy, uh, I'm He's missing. Better Charles. than
1: everyone except Havertz and, and Lukaku, in my opinion. But when is no, no? I agree, but I just think that team does need there, goals. There are plans.
0: too many Ziyech. I'm forgetting Ziyech as well. Yeah, yeah. So and Mason Mount plays in the number ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, so no. where I don't think he...
1: it'd be the best for his development, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, um, I, I agree with you on the the Chelsea point. I think they haven't been playing; they just can't score. Um,
0: it's, it's the style. It's the style of football. Like it's it's Thomas Tuchel. It, it's it's ultimately it's his tactics. But also, when chances have come to Chelsea, they bottled them. Like for the most part. Like I think the tell the real telling story is is when we have a million crosses going into the box, mm-hmm. but. Almost every single cross, barring like one or two, are overhit. Yeah. We can't find our strikers.
1: Yeah. And like other than Lukaku, maybe you don't really have guys that are great at getting on the end of crosses. Right. So,
0: right. And, and, and that's the challenging thing. And then I, I remember I, I was reading a couple of articles in The Athletic and it put it really well. And I, I've been saying this about Werner like, Werner scores in transition. This Chelsea team is not transition. I mean, okay, yes, Werner missed a million chances last season, and that's on him. But this team is not built to get the best out of him, and it never will. And it's the same with Havertz. And it, it actually baffled me looking at the stats, and both those players, when they had the most success and when they scored the most goals and when they assisted the most assists, it came on the transition. Yeah. And that's not something Tuchel does. And it's not something that this Chelsea team has. So we're not going to see the best from them. What we're going to see more from is, is Pulisic and Hudson-Odoi and Ziyech. Um, although I wouldn't be surprised if at least two of those, I think six players that I mentioned, six or seven players leave. that I mentioned leave this summer. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was yeah. speaking to Julian. I think Werner and uh, Pulisic are going to leave this summer.
1: Yeah. And like, hasn't been playing well. To be fair, but uh, um,
0: but he's start... also not given the opportunities. You can't yeah, I mean, play well if you're not playing.
1: No, I agree. But I mean, let's let's get back to who we think is going to win. So, so you have Liverpool as well.
0: I have I have Man City and Liverpool. I think both squads are really amazing. I would put PSG in the same bracket, but because they don't have good balance on the team, I I am having a really hard time seeing them. Overcoming the likes of a yeah, man, City I know or you. Picked,
1: I know you picked Salzburg, but you in that against Bayern. But you really don't think Bayern has a chance? Because to me, I I still think they have a chance. I think what
0: what ends up happening in a lot of these, you know, tournaments is that it's not always your first team players that puts you over the edge. It's your second team. It's it's your it's your bench players. That will push you across
1: the line. Squad depth, because it goes along. Yeah, long and
0: right now Bayern doesn't have that.
1: Yeah,
0: at least significant squad depth.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, whereas Liverpool and Man City do, and, and Chelsea does too, but they just can't score. Yeah. If Chelsea yeah. figures out how to score and you get those opportunity, and then and get those opportunities, then I think you know Chelsea can be in that same bracket. But there's a reason why Chelsea's falling behind in the Premier League. We yeah. can't score.
1: Okay, you're at, like you're not even that far ahead of United, and United have been horrible. Yeah. Like, and I'm not trying to like make this a United thing. I just mean, I think you're like six points ahead, and like you should be like.
0: It just goes to show that you know we've been inconsistent.
1: Yeah. Um. I just—is there anything else you wanted to add, or?
0: I I think we'll we'll cap it there for Champions League. I know you wanted to add something for the women's soccer team.
1: So right as this podcast um like basically broke. Um, or started sorry um, it sounds as though um, oh, it was announced on Canada Soccer's uh, website but that um, they've just hired uh, I'll just read this out uh, Canada Soccer has announced it is hiring a head of women's professional soccer um, Oliver Platt of One Soccer says that the role will lead to um, the development of a plan to launch a sustainable purpose-driven women's professional league in Canada so it sounds as though um canada soccer is going to make a women's professional soccer league um similar to the uh, the cpl or the canadian premier league that's been around for about three years now so i think it's just really exciting the women in this country um i i, I mean women's soccer deserve, players it. deserve it you know they, they they won the gold medal they've medaled at three straight olympics um i i think this is a must and I'm just really happy that it's happening. And who knows, maybe this doesn't start for another two, three years, but um, just really exciting stuff. And also, if anyone's interested in watching the women's national team play, they play tomorrow against Germany, I believe. Um, Or it's Germany or Spain, I I forget. But I think they um, just
0: played England, and I think it's Germany, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's Germany, England, and Spain, and I just forget which order. Um, It's called the Arnold Cup. Uh, Clark Arnold Clark Cup. So, anyways, it's on TSN. So it's easy to to watch if you guys, if anyone's interested. But just really exciting news for the women's national team, um, and just Canada soccer right now is in a great position. And hopefully, this leads to, you know, a more professional environment for for young girls and and boys going forward. And it, it seems to be going in that direction. So just really exciting news and. I'm um, really happy for, for women. And, and I, 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 I know me personally, I'd love to, to go to a game. So, um, and a CPL game too, see athletic Ottawa, but uh, yeah.
0: Alrighty. Good stuff there. Uh, that caps it for this week's geeking on sports cast. I, uh, I mean, next week we'll look forward to some more champions league action, some that, more women's international soccer update. and of course, cricket as always. Oh my, uh, gosh. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh no, there's there's a million sports that we can watch. Um, you know, th- that's the that's the beauty of you know sports. There's there's always something going on, and it's always exciting. Uh, so, thank you, dear listener, for tuning into this week, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers.